some things as imperfect as, as we are as people, mm-hmm. you know, the, the way in which that kind of overlaps and a great way to talk about the imperfections is in fatherhood. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I'm reminded how, you know, daily through fatherhood, yeah. how very imperfect I am. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and that, and that goes into the subject matter. So we, 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 it's, I think it says something, maybe I don't think about who we are as fathers, but maybe sometimes how we see each other as fathers Yeah, as like one of the first ones we were like, all right, we want to make sure we would do an episode about failure <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then it, it's also like, man, we, but, but failure, it's like, you want to talk about that because it's important, but we also want to highlight like, okay, well m- maybe there's some places where yeah, we didn't totally mess it up, you know? Yeah. Well, so that's the thing, success and failure. And both of these things are so hard. Like, first of all, what does that even mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and I sure. think, I think that's, that's needs to be addressed. We're not necessarily talking about like, you know, like looking ahead and this child went off and became a, a pro, you know, a productive citizen and, and is out here, you know, doing pays good stuff taxes and, and pays the tax, yeah. goes to church and you know, whatever. No, what we're talking about is like in the moment, right? Yeah. Like, like those, those yeah. moments that you have, and kind of the the time, like right now, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. kind of that quantifiable data. I'm sure our children will go to actual therapy to figure out exactly how we're constantly failing in ways that we have no earthly. Oh, idea I'm already saving for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not that's not a wedding fund. That's your therapy. Yeah, time. that's you're right. <laughs> You'll need it for the wedding too. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> no, it. You know, there there's a lot in which you know you go through life and you're like, no, I'm I'm glad I handled it that way and. And a lot of times, more often than not, you're like, man, I really wish I would have had the foresight or grace to handle that differently. Yeah. Or, um, and, 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 you know, I, I think for me, those are the times when I'm trying to learn to ask my kids for forgiveness yeah. and, and grace, you yeah. know, and, and literally ask them. Like, that is so huge. Literally ask them. Yes. You know, and, and these are, this is a three-year-old human I'm talking about. Right. And it's like, you know, you know, how, how do you, if, when you mess up and you're going to mess up every day, you know, how do you, how do you approach these little humans that you're, you know, have the, you know, the potential to download all your stuff onto and say, you know, Hey, you know, honey, I, I, I want you to know what I, the way I handled that was wrong. Right. Can you forgive me? Yeah. And you want to talk about throwing you on your face, but like, it's really, that's powerful. Modeling humility like that is is critical too. Yeah. Like and and how like hey when you screw you, a you're gonna screw up and this is how you own your stuff right. right. This, is, this is like that's I think that that is something that you know all right so I want to kind of put some caveats on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like okay. That needs to be that for like the series as a whole. But like I think that a lot of times when, when kind of assessing ourselves as fathers, it is it's gonna happen like like we're going to be in we're we're stuck in between this, these two generations, mm-hmm. we're raising up this, this, this new generation. And we are also influenced by the generation that came before. Yeah. And so, and in the successes and failures that come before. So I think it's good to just point out cause you know, mama Cole's probably listening <laughs> and like, you yeah, know, like sure. our parents may tune in and, and, and beyond that, I mean, like, I just think it's, it's important to say like, you know, our, our parents, we love our parents. And they, they did, they, they did a good job and they did an imperfect job, you know, like yeah. and as we are currently striving to do a good job through our imperfections as well. Right. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's just, that's just the reality. And so like, there's nothing, but I think, I think I speak for both of us. There's nothing but like love and respect that we want to kind of put out to our parents as we kind of wrestle through some. Yeah, of no, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, I think, I think that's where I kind of tend to, you know, as I'm working with my kids, as I'm, you know, interacting with them. I try to think about where did my parents like 
maybe not get it perfect, but then it wound up perfect. It wound up okay. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you like, might I, not have understood in the moment, but then you look back. And yeah, like, yeah, and and maybe it wasn't. You know, maybe they you know didn't handle it the best, but like it worked out. It worked out fine. Sure. You know, and like and you know and and so you you kind of have to go through it like you know I want to interact with my kids in a in a wholesome wonderful way but also show yourself enough grace to know like okay you're going to get it wrong and when you do like be be courageous enough to ask for you know for forgiveness and, yeah. and humble yourself and and try to do better and 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 give it to the lord you know you know that's that's where i try to maintain a, a standpoint well you know the other thing too is there's a lot that we have to deal with that our parents just didn't, which is true of them. Like they, they had to deal with a lot of things their parents didn't. Yeah. Like the yeah. world has changed so much in, in our lifetime. Yeah. And I mean like technology alone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I, I honestly feel oh my gosh. that our, disaster. uh, and I, and I realize the, the iron ironic nature of like addressing this. I feel like our parents' generation treated cigarettes the way that we need to treat social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they, like, they're like, okay, you know, like to, obviously tobacco, not bad. We're not going to say that on this podcast right. one way or the not other. Not on this podcast. But there is, <laughs> but there is a truth in that, like there are consumption methods that are bad. There are practices that are bad. Yeah, sure. And, Unhealthy. and yeah. so like the, the tobacco is not evil, but the way in which you use this could be unhealthy. And a lot of people are using it in unhealthy ways. Yeah. And so they, they so you try to protect your kids from you, that. You try to protect your kids. From, and so in the main, in the same way, now we see like, you know, uh, the way in which social media yeah. has totally warped, you know, our generation and, and like now is like, we're having to backtrack and like watch our parents' generation as yeah. they're trying to like process the internet and everything. And so like, there's a, it's kind of an interesting nature the way that goes, but so there's just all of these different things that kind of go into it. But you know, right now we're at this kind of precious moment as fathers where our kids are, they're not yet teenagers. They're not yet having to deal with that. That's some of that's starting to be there. In fact, one of my daughter's she was my youngest daughter was yeah. at a friend's house and she was telling us about Harry Styles. who's like a, you know, a musician. Yeah. He's one of those, uh, what's the band they're in? I don't know. You can't call them bands anymore. They're just little, is it, that, is it like a singing group or is yeah, it? Yeah. No, it's one of those little like backstreet boys. You can't know that was nineties. Trust me. That's not what no, it is I know, but I'm telling you, it's like that. I, <laughs> okay. I, he's, he's the in modern one of groups and I can't think of what yeah. that group is, but anyway, go ahead. So she's talking about Harry Styles and wants to play the music and everything. I'm like, all right, well, yeah, sure. Like what, how'd you hear about Harry Styles? I mean, which, you know, no, no ill will towards Harry Styles. Just curious as to how you, you heard his music. Since yeah, that's sure. not something we normally listen to. And she's like, oh yeah, I was at my friend's house and she was playing it on the iPad in her bedroom. She also has an Alexa in her bed. I'm like, I'm like, Wait, what? <laughs> An Alexa in her bedroom. Yeah, like all of this stuff. And I do understand to some extent stuff because you can drop in on Alexa, you know, and you can like listen yeah. in and everything. Yeah, if you're, if you're, you know, mommy and daddy. Yeah. Right? yeah. Trying to, trying yeah. to make trying, sure. Trying to make sure everything's all right. Kids are, kids are doing uh, everything kosher. Yeah. Exactly. No, it, it's hard to know how to parent kids nowadays with all this extra technology. Like you said, our, our folks had their own issues. I mean, you know, our parents grew up right after the, you know, kind of adoption, mass adoption of television and, That's right. yeah, yeah. and that kind of thing. And and then, you know, our generation, we, you know, grew up when the internet finally came around. And so, you know, had to learn how to use a, had cell phones in college, although they weren't smartphones, you know, but man, kids nowadays, they do have smartphones in college. And now it's like, now it's like, you know, you, you're three years old and you've got, you know, you know, your way, way around an iPad and can download apps and play Minecraft. And it's like, I, you know, just, so how do you, how do you do that? We, in our, in our minivan, we bought a, a used minivan uh, several months ago and it's got a DVD player in it. And it's like, well, I didn't grow up with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? yeah, yeah. And, but we, yeah. we like, 
we tell our kids like, well, th- I mean, they're excited. It's like, oh, it's got TV in the in the minivan. And it's like, well, it does, but we're only going to use that on road trips. Right, right, right. Like, you know, the D- <laughs> sorry, but the DVD player, the DVD fairy only works during road trips. <laughs> right. She only del- delivers the DVDs on road trips. Right. And so, you know, but it's like, how do you, you're, they're going to interact with this stuff. They're going to, you know, get exposed to their cell phones and iPads and everything else. But so how do you, how do you just kind of, you know, sand off some of those hard edges that, can just teach them responsible use of it. I don't know. Yeah. We're, we're getting away from success. We, we really, this, but, this always happens with father. But it, father. Does, it does. Yeah. We it, always it, end inevitably up. Inevitably does. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of going off on these rabbit trails, but okay. You know, all right. So let's talk about failure first. Cause that way we can finish with success. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I very much, um, you know, I know you're at a real, like just stressful stage. Pivot point. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it is stressful. And I just, I wanted to share with you, when my kids were about your kids' age, yeah. that was like like my season of like my biggest like failure as a father mm-hmm. so far. <laughs> yeah, so far. <laughs> and and a lot and it wasn't you know it, it's it's a it's a joint effort. The fact of the matter is we're not single dads. We, we're part of a team, right? Yeah. And so you know our wives are are very much in the mix. And you know one of the things that me and my wife struggled with early on with the kids, especially once the second one showed up, was you know, what I kind of kind of refer to is we were kind of parenting against each other. Mm-hmm. Like our styles were very, very different. And mm-hmm. part of that is because, you know, the models that we grew up with were very different. And like the way that in her family in general, confrontation looked very different than confrontation in my family. And I was bringing a lot of that energy and she was bringing mm-hmm. the different kind of energy in, into it. And more often than not, you know, especially when it came time to kind of get onto the kids, she would be very kind of coddling. She would, she would be kind of standoffish and I would overcompensate and come, you know, yeah. come down probably, but not even probably, I would come down too hard, too hard. Yeah. And, and it became a really, really frustrating time mm-hmm. because like I became just this, you know, you know, I would raise my voice and I would, you know, mm-hmm. you know, stomp my feet and all that kind of stuff. And the reality is she helped me see this is that our children for one thing are very different. Like we've got two children and the way in which they react to the world and the way in which they receive things, totally different. They're people. different. Extremely yeah. different. For one thing, my oldest is so much like my wife and my youngest is so much like me. And like the way in which I relate to them. Now, and back then I was just like, no, you know, I, you know like everybody's getting treated equal and every, you know, I'm, right. I'm going to come down hard in this exact way on everybody and everything else. And the, the fact of the matter is I had to raise my voice and I had to be, you know, a little bit more of like that dad mode presence more often with my youngest. Whereas when that happened with my oldest, she didn't need that. That destroyed her. It kind of crippled her in some way. Oh, absolutely. I was like a horrific figure to her. Yeah, it destroys her spirit. Yeah. Yeah, It's hard, you know, because you're, you and your wife, me and my wife, we we have the tendency when we're not on the same page to send these mixed messages to the kids. (laughs) Yes. But then the kids are incredibly different themselves. And so they're going to take this Okay, so let's say you do get your message together, but if your message doesn't really correspond to how this kid is understanding or relating, you say the same thing to both kids at the same exact time, but one of them takes it one way and the other takes it another way. It's yeah, it's it's hard to know how to do that. Yeah. I, I think some of my biggest failures as a as a father um, have been around anger. Yeah, just anger. Yeah, of times when I had something I wanted to do, or there was a goal, or some type of thing that was supposed to happen a certain way and it didn't happen because one of the kids was being a kid right 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 and god, god like, forbid god yes. forbid they act like a two-year-old 
right. it, it's almost like they're a yeah. two year old. Yeah. Like you know, and so and 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 so the reaction, the sinful reaction, in my mind from that becomes this anger component. Yeah. That is not healthy. And really in some ways is very very hurtful and destructive mm-hmm. and so it's like it's okay to be angry like and we're, we're we try to be good with our kids about like to talking about emotions and you know like hey it's okay to be angry yeah and there are things we do when we're angry and there it's okay to be sad and you know th- there are things we can do when we're sad you know but when you just you know take it out on these little humans that you know that you've been blessed with oh man it's 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 tragic and yeah. so um you have to you have to repent of that and you have to figure out, okay, well, how, where, where do I go from here and how do I make that better? And, and, you know, trying to understand like, you know, just like you tell your kids like, okay, well, when you get angry, you count to 10, you know, or come find mommy or daddy. Do like, y'all have Daniel Tiger's neighborhood? Have y'all started watching that at all? No. Uh-uh. Oh my uh-uh. gosh. You need like, that is like, there's so many good, they do little jingles with little lessons. Mm-hmm. And there's one, when you feel so mad that you want to roar, take a deep breath and count to four. Like, <laughs> there's like little songs oh, so and jingles cute. about yeah. like, even like going to the bathroom in the order and the wash your hands and everything. Like they're all different like things mm-hmm. from practical to emotional. And it's all, you know, it's Mr. Rogers Neighborhood, like yeah. the characters from that. Okay. It's okay. animated and it's just so special. And like, man, the kids loved it. And we used to use that all the time. And it's like, well, okay, we need to tell these, the, the kids that, but like, he take your own medicine. Exactly. Right. It's yes. like, take your own medicine. Like I, you know, you have to, there are times when like, no, I need to, I need to, I need to calm down. I need to realize like I'm about to react out of a hurt stance that is not appropriate for the way that this child can understand what's happening. You know, so you have to really, you know, try to, try to calm yourself and be tender and, I think my biggest failures as a parent so far have been around that anger component. And, and, you know, obviously there's some shame there, but I think I have in some sense gotten a little better, you know, it, as I'm able to show myself a little more grace and, and understand that like, no, you know, you're, you're not going to parent perfectly, you know, and that's fine, but let's just try to be more patient and more uh, loving, seeking out teaching moments, understanding that like, Man, these these are little humans that are gonna yeah. gonna act like that, and that's and that's expected. And like, man, that's great. Let them let them be kids. You know, I think something you said is so critical with that too. Is is you go to your kids and you apologize. Yeah, and and not just because you're trying to like model it, but because like I need their forgiveness. Right, that's the right thing to do. Like I need yeah. their forgiveness. Like I my my daughter. Like if I, you know, don't handle something with her correctly, like, yeah, but the reality of course is that they're not always going to forgive you. No. And they, you know what I mean? And like they may not. Yeah. They may not. And, and the, the thing about asking for forgiveness is whenever you ask someone for forgiveness, and this just doesn't go with just parenting, you are giving them the opportunity to, to reject you. Yeah. You're, you're doing that. Yeah. But that's still good for you. No, it's it, that practice is important. Yeah, it's yeah, still, yeah, it's still yeah. good for you. Yeah, but I think I think sometimes we go into that with that mindset, and I've, actually, I'm working on this with the kids right now because they'll, you know, like, all right, you know, so and so won't forgive me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> like there's, I said I was sorry, and they won't forgive me. I was like, mm, and, that's up to them. And you know, it's interesting because yeah. you do like there's that parenting mode mindset where you just immediately like tell so and so you're sorry. You know, like that whole thing, and right. and it's like. No, wait, they, they don't have to forgive you. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, 
Like ask, you know, that's right. Again, this is another Daniel Tiger's neighborhood saying <laughs> I'm sorry is the first step. Then how can I help? So it's not, you know, saying you're sorry is good. And there's nothing like you should ask for forgiveness, but don't just stop there. Like make good on it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like the yeah. offense was made and acknowledging is important. And there's like asking for forgiveness is important, but you also made an offense that you need to actually take action to correct. And that's something yeah. that. No, that's a great point. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, a yeah. great point. And yeah. that's something that we're trying to like. You like, don't just stop there. There's exactly. a, there's a repentant part of it. You yeah. Know? So, okay. There's a, there's a forgiveness part, but then there's a, what do you do now? Yeah. Part, you know, it's so interesting. I like, okay. So it's one of the things that we're, we're trying to work on. I, th- I think it's something that like the church misses a lot too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because a lot of times we rush to like the forgiveness aspect of things mm-hmm. and we don't deal with the like, no, 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 we, we need to like make good. There needs <laughs> like, to be some needs, discipline. There, there needs to be or, well, not, or, or correction. It, it's not even the discipline and correction element. And like, I guess it's that if they don't take the action to like make good on it. Right. right? Like, but like, right. that's the thing. It's the accountability of like, no, 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 you need to, like an offense was made, you actually need to do something now. Right. And it's like, we point to like the grace of, of Christ and everything. And that's, that's good. That's important. Mm-hmm. And that needs to fuel like the way in which we forgive. But there is like a justice element of like, well, but you all like the offender yeah. needs to actually take action to correct it. Right. And like, there's, I think there's a deficit that exists in a lot of churches where like, you can't, you can't count on the church to teach that to your kids. Like yeah. you have to, you have well, to, and it's our duty to, we, we're the ones that need to a hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. but yeah, so Okay. That's interesting. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that you've been working on this. For me, man, I had a, like, there was like a breaking moment where I, we, I was at a very low point. Mm-hmm. And I remember my wife, and I've shared this with other couples that go on through hard times because I think it's, it's it, you know, I have no problem sharing this. And obviously she does too. But like, so she wrote me a letter. Mm-hmm. I think I've shared this with you before, mm-hmm. but she, yeah. she wrote me a letter and yeah. it was just Oh, it was, it was, Ooh, it was, it, it cut me like a knife. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it was, it was rough. And I remember getting that letter and, you know, it was just kind of one of these moments where I could get really mad mm-hmm. because like, you know, what she was doing, she was laying out her feelings and observations, which were all valid, mm-hmm. but as feelings and observations, like not, not all of this is fair, but they mm-hmm. were all valid as her feelings and observations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I could get like, like really angry and like try to argue back to her and just kind of point out all of her failings and everything else. Or I could like own it and be like, you know what? No, I, I love this woman, this family, like this is mm. my family. Yeah. Like it is my responsibility to like, like, you know, deal, deal with my stuff and then also kind of get us back on track so mm-hmm. that we're, we're doing this together. And I say back on track, honestly, we were never really find on the track. Exactly. We find, find it. Exactly. <laughs> where, where the heck is it? <laughs> yeah. And I mean like, so, you know, and it was, it was, you know, that, that moment, I find that as a father, the biggest moments of strength are when we find those moments of humility. I think we, we oftentimes, and I don't, you know, who knows where this comes from, but I think too often we run to this mindset of like, like we have to like express that strength or express mm-hmm. that rage or that power mm-hmm. constantly. And it's almost like a, like a deep, defense is to like be you know offense you yeah, know sometimes it, and this isn't universal i, I, but I shouldn't it's like say it, that but it's like if we don't if if we don't express that then there will be like a crack in the dam or something something you know? like that and yeah. the reality is that like the true strength is when it's there but it's in reserve mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you don't turn that on your family mm-hmm. so like finding those moments to be able to kind of lay down the sword and like like take mm-hmm. a knee is like that's a that's a, it's a critical moment i think mm-hmm. that my biggest failures have been when I haven't seen that as mm-hmm. the right action. And my biggest successes have been recognizing that. 
Yeah. And being, you know, we, we started, we started therapy, reading some different parenting books and, yeah. and, yeah. you know, seeking out some like, you know, stuff. And, and, you know, the great thing is like, we've got, my wife is like amazing. Like we, we've got a really, really solid marriage. And the fact of the matter is when we get off or like, you know, once we kind of find our, our way back to each other, mm-hmm. which is generally fairly quick, like we both are interested in doing the work and not like, you know, it's not about being right. It's about like being okay. right together. What, what do we now? We're on the same page. Exactly. Like, let's, let's make this happen. Exactly. Yeah. And, and at that point you're about, no, let's, let's make it, let's, let's get it done. Let's yeah. get the job done. You know, and the thing is, yeah. once we figure that out, like it's been pretty good because like I'll, I'll mess up and I'll, you know, she'll have to pull me back in and I'll, I'll receive that. And then, you know, when she's not stepping up and then, you know, I'll, I'll kind of, you know, encourage her to do that. And, yeah. and yeah. like now it's, it's, it's fairly rare that that kind of stuff even happens. There's a process yeah. and we would get better at it and uh, over time and God knows we're not perfect and we're failing in other ways, but yeah, that's, sure. that's, you know, sure. a more, I, move towards success. I it's would say. so amazing and it's so incredible how marriage works. It really is such a perfect picture of the relationship between man and God. This community that you have with your spouse, if if it's healthy, I, th- I think. Again, this is from someone that hasn't even been married five years. <laughs> so <laughs> let me let me tell you my marriage book about you know I can I can autograph it for you if you want me to. But you know it it's like you're constantly pointing each other to holiness. You know you're constantly pushing each other towards. It's pretty idealized version. It is, it is, yeah. but that's the goal. Right, right, But that's right. the goal is like pu- pushing each other towards this, you know, ideal. And and sometimes you see that happen. Sometimes you really do. You see that, you know, particularly, I, the, you know, I, I feel like I benefit from that a lot as, you know, I might handle something some way. And in our family structure, I tend to kind of, you know, drive the conversations and the ship and all that. But then I see my wife react to something in a more godly manner and then I'm like, no, she's right. Like she handled that right. Like let's, you know, and so how do I take that and then use some of that knowledge or something I pick up from somewhere else and kind of lead, lead our family in a better direction, you know, with that. Uh, I just constantly feel like I'm being gently guided and corrected, you know, in a, in a healthy way. I think it's about unity. Like, I don't know that holiness would be the word that I would personally use, but like, I think, I think unity for sure. Yeah. And like, I love how you said community too, like, like that kind of that spousal relationship and community. Mm-hmm. It's a team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And when it's not a team and that was the thing for us, it wasn't like, we weren't doing it together. Mm-hmm. Like we really, and I, I don't think we were intentionally parenting against, like it wasn't in, an intentional thing. I think I used to get so mad cause it almost felt intentional. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, part of that was like, why isn't everybody listening to me? You know, like <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's just, uh, it was a mess. Yeah. But you know, okay. So here's the other thing. Like, this is why I wanted to start off with kind of pointing out, I know you're at a really rough stage or like a pivotal stage, I think is what you said. Well, it, it is. It's a pivot point. Yeah. But, you know, we are in the middle of, I mean, we got two, two under three, you know. Yes. Yeah. You know, w- both of them are still in diapers. Tough, tough era. It's just, yeah. It's just, it's tough. It's we, a tough We don't era. get a lot of sleep, you know, running a business. It's, it's hard, but it's nothing, you know, people do it all the time. It gets slowly better. I mean, I think it's probably going to get worse. I'm not at the worst part yet, but like it does get yeah. slowly better. Yeah. I mean, like right now when I apologize to my kids, they respond and we can have conversations mm-hmm. about it. That's a big, that's a big thing is when they can actually, yeah. And they, they have questions and we can talk and that's, they're, yeah. they're people. They're like more people now. You know what I mean? Well, they've developed, they've developed personalities and yeah. some of their identity. Not that, that they weren't people before, but yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And like, you know how to relate to them now because mm-hmm. they've kind of shown you that. And, yep. you know, 
we recently got an email from a listener talking about kind of the, the moments in which, you know, you spend with your children and the impact of that. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's so true because like what I've found is, you know, the way I've been able to connect with them now through kind of what they love, you yeah. know, like, like one of them is, is big into biking and big into avatar. Yeah. Uh, the, like the cartoon show avatar. Yeah. Uh, and you know, and I really love biking with her yeah. and I've been watching that avatar series and, you know, asking questions and, and generally interested. It's a, it's a cool series. It's, it's fun to be able yeah. to bond over like a shared interest like that. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, she, she is such like a little, like, <laughs> I mean, just, she just loves putting on plays and, and telling jokes and, and, and she's just the, um, you know, we will, uh, we, you know, occasionally we go down to the beach and uh, do like a bonfire and, uh, and we'll play, I bring a speaker, we'll play music and she and I are always dancing. She's entertaining. The, the she's, yeah. man, she's like her daddy. Yeah, yeah. She, she really is. And I mean, that's the other thing too is, and we love to cook together too with her, but because of our similarities, I'm realizing the way in which I process anger is it's critical with both the kids, but I see my failures in her. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is that like when I see her struggling and when I see her or fail, it looks like my failures. When I see my oldest fail, it looks more like my wife's failures. And it's mm. not universal. It's true. You know, there's a mixture and everything else. And you think they're picking that up from you? Well, yeah. I mean, like you can't yeah. not, but, but more, I think more importantly, rather than to internalize it like that, it's realizing like, oh, I can help you because I uniquely have experience in dealing oh, with exactly okay. This. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Those. I recognize that. Yeah. And I know what to do when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I think, I think that that creates so many great opportunities. Mm-hmm you know, for that success, it feels weird calling it success. Cause it doesn't seem like, yeah, I, I don't, it does feel weird. I, I think we should acknowledge that we have moments where like, no, nah, that, that went well. I nailed it. Like, yeah, dad that, wins. Yeah. That went, that went well. Like, you know, we're, or, or, you know, you and your spouse, you, you made a, you made a um, decision together and it was the right decision and yeah. it was hard, but like, you know, we, we have that. Our, our kids are getting old enough now or, you know, if they don't get something from this parent, they get it from that parent, you know, and, or, or they, oh they try, they try to, right. It's like, well, daddy, you know, um, you know, they, you don't get the answer from this parent that you want. So you go ask the other parent. Are you the no or the yes? Um, we're both generally the no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it's just, it's interesting. And I, I think, um, you know, it's gotten to be that way where, yeah. you know, we're just kind of on the, on the same page. And it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm more of the no. And my, my wife is more of the no, but maybe tomorrow or no, but maybe some other time or no, but how's this for an alternative, you know? <laughs> and like, it, that's, it, it's kind of, it, it, it's kind of nice. Cause it lets your kids know you're not, when you have that stance, you're not just shutting them down for the sake of shutting them down. Like, like you want to, <laughs> Hey now, there's nothing wrong with shutting them down for the sake of shutting them down. Well, sometimes, sometimes you got to teach them. That. Sometimes there need to be told no, exactly. Because something yeah, yeah. is just flat out wrong or whatever, but it's like, you know, no, I, you know, do, Hey, I didn't eat any of my dinner. You know, the mom worked hard to make this you know meal and nutritious meal for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to eat any of that, but I want, you know, a package of applesauce and some, you know, um, some goldfish and it's like well no baby you can't have that because you didn't eat your healthy nutritious dinner right, right, like right. and you know I, and so you know but it's like but you know i tell you if you if you eat some of this stuff then yeah you can have some applesauce after that but you but you need to eat some of this stuff you know um and so it's just trying to find out you know how to not 
not destroy your kids or shut them down, you know, so they think you're kind of, yeah, just, I don't know, just out to get them or something. <laughs> it's, uh, sometimes you got to tell them no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I do still, so, you know, my, my answer is almost always no. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's just <laughs> our poor kids. Well, but it's always no, but I always let them make a case for it. Like, yeah. like, you know, I'll say no. And I say, but you can make a case. And then, you know, I'll let them lay it, lay it out, make a case and, and be like, okay. No, I see your point. All right. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe so. Okay. You know, or then it's just, that's a good argument. It's still a no. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good argument. But yeah, man. All right. Success, failure. Any other kind of final thoughts before we, uh, before we move on here? Yeah. You know, well, not really. I think, I, I, I can't remember when I mentioned this, but we're, maybe it was on last episode when you and I were talking about some of your uh, new work stuff that you've kind of coming down the, coming down. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, you know, I said something like, well, you know, we're, we're just so, we're so prone to see the red lights and mm. not the green lights. Mm-hmm. And I really do believe that. Like we as humans are just, we're just quick to focus on all the negative things, you know, and not the positive things. And so, and that goes for us, but it also goes for our relationship with our loved ones. Yeah, so, big time. you know, you think about your loved ones, well, they do this and they do this and yeah, they do that too. But so we treat ourselves that way. And then we treat the ones that we love most that way. And it's like, it gives you a reminder, like, Man, let's let's find some of those green lights and and be be thankful for them, be happy yeah. for them, and know that they're you know they're real blessings. So yeah. good stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, it's it, good. It's interesting. You know, I think we we talked recently about kind of the iconic kind of imagery of fathers. You know, yeah, and and like throughout throughout history and that sort of thing, and you know the the classic iconic dad sitting in the you know the the chair with his pipe by the fire and that sort of thing, probably. Yeah smoking some like a, like a Prince pipe type situation and, you know, having all this wealth of information to pat little Johnny on the head as he <laughs> tells him. And, uh, you know, in the modern era, it's, it's two dudes like us chilling out in Airbnb, sipping some tea and whiskey and That's it. having a conversation and smoking some good quality corn cob pipes from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. And that is right. That is right. Of course, we're so thrilled to talk about their new series, the back to our Roots series, which yeah. is a collection of four pipes they've come out with that, are kind of a homage to some of their more popular shapes and designs, but uh, have a have a funky, you know, kind of kind of different aesthetic to it with this really handsome green stem and this nickel ferrule uh, on the end of the shank. So today we're talking about the bracken, which is the cylindrical <laughs> bowl. But Bo loves this because he wants to he wants to release, release the, the bracken. bracken! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> it doesn't get old. Uh, man, it's got this uh, cool, it's kind of like the legend corncob pipe. It's got this cylindrical bowl with this mm. angled cut top, uh, which is very attractive. And it comes in a, in a bent variety. It's a generous bowl, has that angled top with a nickel ferrule. And then that Danish, you know, handsome stem, that acrylic stem just really sets it off. But it's a filtered pipe that gives you the opportunity to, um, you know, have a, have a versatile smoke. So very attractive, very handsome. It'll be a great addition to your pipe collection. And if you go to corncobpipe.com, the nice folks at Missouri Meerschaum will pack it right up to you safely and get it right to your front door. There you go. And a big thanks to our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Question of the week coming in from Dave Allen, aka Doctor Alien from uh, from Batcraft, which is our, our Minecraft <laughs> SMP. Nice. Uh, he says, "Great greetings, Bo and John David. I have been out of the tobacco buying game for a while, and while reviewing my cellar, I have found that more than half of my stock is of the discontinued variety." Oof. While I have a few favorites that I can still restock, I am in need of some new favorites. Can you guys recommend some good blends for the hobbyist who hasn't had the means to buy tobacco for a while now? Thanks for the help and this show that helps get me through the workday. Uh, Batcraft resident uh, alien. Again, that is from Dave Allen. Uh, all right. So this he's talking about, he's coming back to pipe smoking. It's been a minute. Yeah. All of his favorites, you know, are gone. And so you, <laughs> you got these new kids on the block, man. What, what does he need to be reaching for? Dave, great question. Dave, longtime listener of the show and um yes. man, so so thankful for you. Good to hear from you again. And uh yeah, a couple of uh couple of tobaccos. I, you know, I don't know how long it's been since you haven't smoked, you know, or you haven't bought tobacco. So I, I don't know what kind of time period we're looking here. If we're looking like, you know, you haven't bought tobacco in like five years or if it's been like one year. I I, I get the sense that it's been a little while. And so I'll I'll give you uh, a couple I think that are um, you know, on the uh, he debuted maybe in the past two or three years that, that you might find kind of interesting. But um, one, a GLP spark plug, this is a tobacco that came out, I think it came out in 2019 and it's, it's delicious. Great tobacco. It's, uh, you know, obviously a, a plug. You've got a uh, Latakia, Virginia's an Oriental here and it has done uh, really, really well, uh, highly rated. And, you know, anything of course from Greg Peace is going to be, you know, a sophisticated blend. It's a, you know, English style tobacco, very strong, spicy and smoky, but uh, very, very thoughtful. So uh, try that out. Another one uh, is from our friend Eric Stokeby at Fourth Generation Tobaccos. Ooh, of course, yeah. love Eric, a dear friend of the show. And uh, matter of fact, just saw him at the uh, Premium Cigar Association Conference in, in Las Vegas. Um, always good to see Eric. He's come out with some bulk tobaccos, which I think is really cool. I've been really uh, happy to see uh, these these bulk tobaccos do well. And he's got a Virginia Perique blend. And uh, it's the Virginia Perique Evening Flake Pipe Tobacco uh, Eric, by Eric Stokeby, fourth generation. And that's a that's a pretty new one. That's within the past, yeah, within the past year uh, they've they've debuted this one. But um it's it's fantastic. It's been hot pressed and so it's just got a really nice matured flavor to it. You know, for your non non aromatic taste, you might want to check out those two tobaccos. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think. There you go. Great question, Dave. And hey, if you've got a question for the show, send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick with fire with, with the Squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. We are continuing on with John uh, Cotney's Cotney's Cotney's. Cotney. Cotney. You know, I've said it correctly. This is driving me crazy. You're even trying. I'm trying. Confirmed uh, Pipe Smokers of Fiction and Literature Edition. Are you ready, Sam? Yep. The bookshop owner in The Never-Ending Story, or Charles Marlowe, the protagonist of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Uh, Isn't Heart, all right, Heart of Darkness is Apocalypse Now, right? I don't know. Uh, I mean, it, that, 
The yeah. horror. The horror. <laughs> right? No? Maybe? I, I I don't know. You have to understand, like, John David looks so long. You know what the never-ending story is, right? I know what that is. Okay. And so I'll have to pick the bookshop <laughs> owner from the never-ending story. But um, it, that's that's the problem with me. I'm going to miss a lot of these references. I so. don't remember the bookshop owner character at all in the never-ending story yeah. smoking a pipe. Yeah. So I'd be like, it's just crazy. Uh, okay. All right. There you go. Well, I'm going to go with that one as well for the same reason. Captain Ahab or Long John Silver? Uh, Captain Ahab. I mean, I got to go with the pirate. Come on, man. Long John Silver. <laughs> Absolutely. You just like his fish sticks. No, actually, I, that is, it's a tragedy. <laughs> Listen, fast food fish is a bad idea. I don't it care is. who you are. Yeah, like, a bad idea. That was a terrible idea. Do not get fish from a fast food restaurant. What are you doing? Seriously. <laughs> Long John Silver. I, I hate the fact that that's what comes like, like, no, Long John Silver is a class, is an iconic like primordial pirate character that helped to establish the, the, the modern lore. And y'all are out here eating fish sticks on his name. Put some respect on long John Silver's name. I like his batter. (laughs) I'll kill all you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Then finally, Mark Twain or William Faulkner. Now that's a tough one. Yeah, it's tough. As a Mississippian, I should say William Faulkner. But I'm going to say Mark. I mean, it's same and same. Absolutely. You know, I I just, I don't know. It'd be hard to not say Mark Twain in this, uh, in this, uh, you know, matchup here. But uh, love William Faulkner. Uh, You know, some of his works are uh, very thought provoking and, and, you know, and wonderful and in some cases difficult. But um, but yeah, I'm I'm probably more of a Mark Twain guy. Yeah, a proud resident of a a, a favored city in in Mississippi, um, you know, Oxford. Mississippi. Yeah, what's that little crummy city that? Oh, you know, you're talking about Starkville. That's no, what I was talking about Oxford. That's, that's where you know. About. Yeah, the, the real crummy city. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that William Faulkner lived in. Yeah, anyway. if he had some class, maybe he would have come to, to come to Starkville. But you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, no one can be perfect. <laughs> no, come on now, come no. on now. You know, nobody who's ever graduated from Mississippi State thought they came out classy. <laughs> now, like nobody's going to claim that. Now. <laughs> Man, it's, it's a new day, down. I mean, no, shoot, that is they, true. They, that t- is. They, they, you know, it's cool. I mean, I came out knowing how to like, you know, tie a tie and we had uh, shoes. Yeah. And, yeah. I even, you know, learned how to take vitamins and stuff. It was, it was, you know, we came out all right. No, to its credit. No, Mississippi State, <laughs> it is a new day, but the new day started after you left, my friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fair. All right, man. These are good quick fire questions. Of course, if y'all got some quick fire questions for us, send them into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback coming in from Randy Westbrook. He said, hey guys, had to contact you. I love learning art history from Bo. It was fun. Actually, turns out that Monet was a foodie too. His lunches were well known uh, and attended. Only downer was that everyone had to leave after lunch at a specific time. So they didn't interfere with his work. Good episode. Thanks, uh, Randy Westbrook. Yeah, man. The Monet episodes were fun. That did well. I really mm. enjoyed, you know, getting to know the character there. And, you know, I think I think folks were, you know, it was well received. It yeah. was. And it's it's so interesting. Like those those episodes that go into kind of those Renaissance painters. It is not an area of history or like an industry that I've ever been particularly all that interested in prior to yeah. diving in. But ever since then, I've gotten like into it man like that's just there's there's some i think every single industry and era had its own rock stars yeah if you see it through the lens of that community you know what i mean like Uh like you grow up and you're like you're not looking at painters as like oh these guys were cool you know like (laughs) you're not looking at those paintings and being like you know you're just like okay yes lady with the 
holding the umbrella. You know, like, you know, right. And that's about it. But then, like, when you it's actually. The stars that don't really look like stars, it look like someone sneezed on the right. painting. Yeah, they're right. <laughs> exactly. But then you take the time and you hear some of these stories and you're like, man, these dudes were like freaking rock stars. Yeah. You know, for what they were doing. Yeah. And they were crazy, some of them. Yeah. Some of them, a lot of them were. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I've, I've really, uh, it's, it's been difficult not to go back to that well. It's it, pirates and painters. It's it's difficult not well, to go back so to that well. There's so much interesting. There's so many it's characters. Like, there's a yeah. reason why those people are fascinating. They're dramatic. They have interesting stories. They, you know, creatives do. A yeah. lot of creatives do. You know. And anyway, yeah, it's a good good call. Uh, Randy, of course, our dear friend from Alaska. He uh, recently sent uh, me and Quinn some um, some coffee to try yeah. uh, from a. A coffee roastery up in Alaska. That was really neat. So man, he hooked us up with the um the, the, the axe head the looking thing. Knife, the yeah. uh, the the carver the plug cutter things that I think are actually used to cut like seal meat or something. Randy, we, I uh, use that every day. Yeah, but yeah. We, you know, for us they've become just uh, household items that have been uh wonderful. Of course they make a great uh tobacco plug cutter too. So herbs and uh, garlic man, you can slice garlic so super thin. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. It's it's just it's delicious what you can get out of that thing. That's I, awesome. I use it a lot. I hope it's okay that I'm using it for that. I think you're I think he's proud of you. Okay, good. Because I that's that's exactly how I use it. It's awesome. <laughs> uh all right, then finally, man, we got one in from Charlie Young who said, uh, hey y'all, I enjoyed the show regarding JD's story about magic cards. I just wanted to pile on when I was about 12 years old. I somehow talked my dad into buying me a starter deck of magic cards. <laughs> Upon getting home, my you're over here talking about holiness and you were playing magic cards. Yeah, no, right. right. Yep. right I just no, want to make right. sure that's just yep. clear. <laughs> Upon yep. getting home, my mom wanted to take a look at them. And long story short, she ended up making me cut each of them in half and throw them in the trash. No way. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought my story was bad where, you know, we walked into the place and yeah. mom wouldn't let me buy them. And right. man, he, Charlie's having to just chop them up, you know? <laughs> He said, icing on the cake was that Saga was based the basis of her Sunday school lesson the following Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. I, uh, I, I feel that. I've never felt an email like oh, I felt I fe- this one. I feel this one. That's amazing. I feel this one. Uh, he says, I'll never think of magic cards without that memory. And again, that's uh, Charlie Young from <laughs> North Carolina. Buddy. Oh, Charlie. And I'm sure there's been, been plenty of therapy sessions around the world, too. <laughs> Um, oh my, well, you know, like we said, sometimes parents handle it great and sometimes they're just, just like us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's, that's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You know, it's funny. He talks about just not, you know, yeah, his dad bought him the magic cards. Yeah. You want to play these little card game, whatever, you know? (laughs) And you know, I I just, I wanted those magic cards so bad. I remember going to, I can't remember, you know, what kind of hobby shop it was. We went in there and, um, my mom got to look at him. She's like, I'm not buying you this trash. Like, (laughs) I'm still a little bitter. <laughs> oh man, that's still great. still just a little bitter. That's yeah. great. All right. Well, hey, you know we love getting this feedback in, and uh, you know I know it's interesting. You know, Father Father, it's a polarizing series, and I think it's something that we we recognize. And we've gotten a, like some of the loudest. Like it's like Ewoks all over again. So people either love it or hate it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's uh, it's yeah. Ewoks the series from that standpoint. But at the same time, you know, uh, those that are enjoying it, I hope that I hope that you are. And the other thing too is, I think that it, it's it's created a lot of thought provoking emails and responses, and uh, which has been really really great. I think we want to showcase that a little bit more in the next couple episodes. Yeah, for sure. sure. Well, all right, man. Well, hey, always a cathartic experience to dive into the wonderful worlds of our failures and successes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 we have such a well, a deep, a deep plethora of failures to pull from, but. Uh, you know, occasionally there's something to be to be proud of and be so. thankful for. So, yeah. Well, hey, man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. Bye.